This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and blessings upon all his followers. Honored ulama, beloved brothers and sisters in Islam and dearest listeners, tonight inshallah we will move through the surahs that we read, the 11 surahs that happened to occur in the 29th juz of this Qur'an that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed. And I will just mention a point or two from every surah. Then at the end I wish to go into a few of the secrets of the verses that were revealed in Makkatul Mukarramah. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us life and a memory, tomorrow we will go into some of the secrets of the verses that were revealed in Al-Madinatul Munawwara. They are not actually secrets, but they are points that not many people are aware of. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. So to commence with, the first surah we read tonight was Suratul Mulk, the kingdom or the dominion that belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the surah rotates around the ownership of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The fact that he owns absolutely everything and the fact that he has created us in order to test us, to see who has better deeds. May Allah make us conscious of our deeds. May these deeds become better. The quality is much more important than the quantity. When it comes to quantity, the farad we have to fulfill. More than the farad, we should also fulfill, but making sure that the quality is acceptable by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens the surah, explaining that He owns everything. تَبَارَكَ الَّذِي بِيَدِهِ الْمُلْكُ وَهُوَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةَ لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْغَفُورُ Blessed is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the one who controls entire kingdom, the owner of absolutely everything. And he is all potent, he is the most powerful, he is the one who has created death and life in order to test who has better deeds. Definitely he is most powerful, most forgiving. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for our shortcomings. We fulfill deeds, but even our salah, even the farad salah, we at times do not concentrate. And the concentration levels are so low that one wonders whether Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will actually reward us for that salah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us all. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us concentration levels in our acts of worship, in our recitation of the Qur'an, even when we are giving out zakah, to actually feel that we are engaging in a huge act of worship is something that is only given to a few. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give that to us. Then in the next surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins with a letter of the Arabic alphabet known as Noon. 
these letters we know that they have a meaning which only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed all these letters at the beginning of the surahs which were revealed in Makkah al-Mukarramah. Besides, as we have said in the past, Surah al-Baqarah. And one more surah, that is Surah Al-Imran, which I forgot to mention in the past, there are two exceptions. Every single surah that has these letters at the beginning of it was revealed in Makkah al-Mukarramah. Besides two surahs, Al-Baqarah and Al-Imran. These were the two surahs that have these letters, but they were revealed in Al-Madinatul Munawwara. The idea here was to draw the attention, or one of the reasons was to draw the attention of those who did not really want to listen to the Quran. When they heard a strange word, they who understood the Arabic language so well, had to look, they had to listen. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala presents short, sharp verses in Makkatul Mukarramah, as we shall see later on. So Allah names the surah Al-Qalam, which means the pen. Allah takes two qasams in that opening verse. Allah swears by the pen. The pen that keeps the record. The pen that the angels write with. The pen that was the first creature of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the pen that man also keeps records with. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding of this powerful qasam. Every single one of us, there are records that we have. That the angels are keeping all our deeds. Everything is on record. And in this surah, Allah speaks about the day of qiyamah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of... The day that he will call people to prostrate to him. And he says, on that day he will raise the curtain. He will raise the barrier. And as they see part of him, he will call them and invite them to prostrate. But those who did not want to prostrate in the dunya, their backs will be one solid pole, one solid piece. They will not be able to prostrate for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, regarding those who will not be able to prostrate, وَقَدْ كَانُوا يُدْعَوْنَ إِلَى السُّجُودِ وَهُمْ سَالِمُونَ They used to be called to sujood when they were not with any defect whatsoever. They used to be called to prostrate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when they were perfect. But, they did not engage in that prostration. So, on this day, the day of the day in the Akhirah, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will call everyone to sujood, they will not be able to engage in that sujood. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us steadfast with our salah. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept that salah from us. So in this surah, surah al-Qalam, Allah makes mention of the good and the bad. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala draws a comparison between the two. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us, that in the same way, we keep our records regarding this dunya. I'm sure every single one of us, certain things we keep records of. And certain things we keep more precise record of than other things. Allah says the most precise records are of our deeds. And we will never be able to run away from that. The second qasam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that He swears by what they write. What they write, the Mufassirin have spoken about what the angels write. The accuracy of what the angels write. When the angels have written something, there is nothing extra and nothing short. But when a person engages in tawbah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deletes that from the book. And over and above that, the angels are made to forget what happened. And the book 
has no record of that, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us forgiveness. Then in the next surah, which is known as Al-Haqqah, that is the name of the surah, the inevitable, that which is going to happen. That is what Al-Haqqah is. And this surah was also revealed in Makkah Al-Mukarramah, where the kuffar did not believe in the last day, and they did not believe in the akhirah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed verses, the last day is inevitable, it is definitely coming. Another meaning of the term al-haqqah, alladhi yuhiqqu al-haqqah, fahuwa haqqah. The item that makes that which is truth, finally appear to be 100% true, is actually al-haqqah. Which means, the Prophet ﷺ has promised so many things. There will come a day when those things will be true for everyone to actually acknowledge and say, yes, it is the truth. So, the occasion wherein that which was said to us is made to be true in front of us is also known as Al-Haqqah. And Allah uses the words, وَمَا أَدَرَاكَمْ Al-Haqqah Do you know what is Al-Haqqah? The seriousness, the severity of this Al-Haqqah the day that is inevitable, when it comes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, it is definitely going to come. Look at Thamud, look at Ad, look at those before you. They thought they were going to live forever. A day came when they also perished. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a turning point before we die. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks there of those who will be given their books. In Surah Al-Haqqah, Allah says, there will be people who will be given their book on the right hand, on the right side, and they will say, here is my book, read it, read it very proudly. Read it very proudly. You know, it reminds me of a little child in grade 1 and 2. When they have passed and they've got a brilliant report and they want to come and show everyone, look at my report, look, look, I worked hard through the term, I came first, I came second. And how proud they get and the parents also become happy and at times give them surprises and presents and so on. Because of that, each one of us, is a little child in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are in need of Allah's mercy. And the day we are given our report, on the right hand, that is the day we too, just like the children of this dunya, will be rushing out and saying, read my book, read my book, may Allah make us from amongst those who get the book on the right. And the comparison is drawn. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَمَّا مَنْ أُوْتِيَ كِتَابَهُ بِشِمَالِهِ فَيَقُولُ يَا لَيْتَنِي لَمْ أُوْتَ كِتَابِيَهِ وَلَمْ أَدْرِ مَا حِسَابِيَهِ يَا لَيْتَهَا كَانَتِ الْقَاضِيَهِ مَا أَغْنَى عَنِّي مَالِيَهِ هَلَكَ عَنِّي سُلْطَانِيَهِ the one who gets the book on the left will say, I wish and I hope I did not get this book. I hope I did not know what was my record. My wealth did not help me. My authority did not help me. Nothing at all has helped me. I hope and I pray I was dead. And I hope and I pray that this day was actually never ever to come. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. And may He not make us from amongst those who become oblivious of the akhirah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us iman and yaqeen and may he make us turn tonight rather than tomorrow. Ameen. May Allah forgive us and grant us steadfastness. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the next surah which is known as Al-Ma'arij. Al-Ma'arij meaning the paths that lead to the top, that go up, that which leads to 
the heavenly direction. These paths, who is the owner of these paths? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why in the Quran, he speaks of a person who had asked a question about the akhirah and about the punishment. And Allah says, yes, the punishment is the truth and it is going to be served to the kuffar from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the owner of the paths that lead heavenwards, that lead going up. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. And he says, مِنَ اللَّهِ ذِي From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shall be that punishment. Which Allah, or who is Allah? What are the qualities of Allah? The owner of the path that leads to the top, or the paths that lead to the top. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ascension, inshaAllah, in the right direction. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of punishment once again in the same surah. And Allah speaks of the day of Qiyamah. And He, he describes the length of the day of Qiyamah. 50,000 years will be the length of one day. That is the day of Qiyamah. And each day shall also be multiplied. It is not a day that we know from amongst the days of this dunya. But it will also be multiplied. Now, some might ask a question. Is there a contradiction in the Quran? How come in one place Allah says, كَانَ مِقْدَارُهُ أَلْفَ سَنَةٍ مِمَّا تَعُدُّونَ And that is in Surah Alif Lam Mim As-Sajda. Where Allah says that the days shall be, one day shall be equivalent to a thousand years from those years that you count in the dunya. And here Allah is saying 50,000 years. There is no contradiction. Allah is speaking of two different things. Where He says one day shall be equivalent to a thousand, He is speaking of in Jannah, in the Akhirah. And when he says 50,000 years, he is speaking of the day of Qiyamah, the one day of Qiyamah. So one is Qiyamah and the other is post-Qiyamah. The day of Qiyamah shall be even longer than the rest of the days in the Akhirah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. So that is just a point of clarification for those who may have seen the two different numbers describing the days of the Akhirah. One is the day of Qiyamah, 50,000 years. And the other is... The days post-Qiyamah shall be equivalent to a thousand years of this dunya. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us Jannah. He says in the same surah, إِنَّهُمْ يَرَوْنَهُ وَنَرَاهُ The end. They see it very far and we see it very near. These verses were revealed 427 and beyond years ago. And there at that time Allah says, we see Qiyamah as being very close. We see the end as being very close. But man sees it as being very, very far. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who can see our own demise to be very, very close. And that demise will result in us entering Jannah. And inshallah it will be an, a, a demise by the language of those who live on earth, but in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it will be elevation. Tuhfatul mu'minil maut. The hadith says, the gift of a true believer is death. Why is it death? We've been promised so many things. When are we going to get them? If only we died, we'd be able to go and collect our prizes. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us those prizes, and may He make us from amongst those whom He forgives. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala names the next surah after one of the messengers, Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam. And in it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala connects barakah with istighfar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala connects barakah with istighfar. 
He says, Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam was commanded by Allah to tell his people. And he told his people the following. And it is made mention in the Quran. فَقُلْتُ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا يُرْسِلِ السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِدْرَارًا وَيُمْدِدْكُمْ بِأَمْوَالٍ وَبَنِينَ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ أَنْهَارًا Nuh says, I told my people, seek forgiveness and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Meaning, for he is most forgiving. Therefore, seek forgiveness and he shall open the, the doors of the heavens and it shall rain. The barakah of rain shall only come when you are turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why we are suffering droughts in so many places. Because we are guilty of not turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala truly. We all know that we need to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Salatul istisqa is a salah where we make dua for rain. The primary uh, method of making Salatul Istisqa is to engage in Tawbah prior to going out. To engage in Tawbah prior to going out to make sure we've cleared our record with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the only time that Barakah will descend from the heavens. Otherwise, we will be sealing the doors through our own sins. And Allah says, He will not only grant you Barakah through rain, but even through your children, through your offspring, through your wealth, and so on. The same verses speak about it. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of how much Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam called his people. And He says, I spoke to them openly, I warned them openly, and even in private when I met them, in secret and private, I always warned them, Ya Allah. Then Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam finally made a dua. After 950 years he made a dua, that dua was accepted and Allah destroyed everything that was against Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam. From this we learn that at times there are hidden awliyaullah in our midst. Hidden friends of Allah, whom we may never recognize, if we are to harass them and trouble them, then they may come a day, some time later, normally the awliyaullah do not curse people. They make dua for people. They make dua for maghfirah, for mercy, for guidance, for softening of hearts of others. But if we push them to a certain degree after a long period of time, if they have to say, Ya Allah, curse such and such a person, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. We can forget about that person. And this is the promise of Allah. مَنْ عَادَ لِي وَلِيًّا فَقَدْ آذَنْتُهُ بِالْحَرْبِ Whoever fights any one of my friends, I have announced war against him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us recognition of his friends. And may Allah make us from amongst those who do not fight any fellow Muslim. For indeed, no one knows who is close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which evil dua might result in our downfall and that of our own families. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and safeguard us. Then in the next surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has named it after the jinn. And I'm not going to go into great detail because I've spoken about it a few days ago. But in the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of how the jinn had heard the Qur'an. And they said, Inna sami'na Qur'anan ajaba yahdi ila rushdi fa'amanna bih walan nushrika bi rabbina ahada. 
we have indeed heard an amazing recitation, an amazing Quran which guides to goodness. So we have accepted it and we believe in it and we will never associate partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those jinn are mentioned in the Quran. The jinn who uttered this, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala move us with the recitation of the Quran. May he move us with the Quran in the same way that he moved the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with a few verses. And as I mentioned some time back, the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, one, two verses were enough to change their whole lives. Today we read khatam after khatam, one Quran after the next, and it doesn't even touch our spirituality. There is something wrong with us. We need to read the Qur'an correctly. We need to try to understand it. We need to go out to the ulama and seek lessons from them to learn this Qur'an. We need to go out to study the Arabic language. That is what we owe our Creator. That is the language of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. All previous scriptures are lost because the people adjusted the scriptures in order for them to understand it. With us, we adjust ourselves in order for us to understand the scripture. For that reason, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has protected the scripture, which means the Qur'an. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us champions of the Qur'an. Those who are champions of the Qur'an, they are the VIPs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the description in the hadith. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst them. The next surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when revelation came to him and how he ran back to his wife and he said, cover me, cover me. Al-Muzzammil and Al-Muddathir. Those two have a similar meaning. He who is wrapped in garments and he who is enveloped in garments. Very similar meaning. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the first surah, which means in, muz- in Muzzammil, Allah is asking Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to get even closer to Allah through salah. And that entire surah rotates around salah. قُمِ اللَّيْلَ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we know he was the messenger, the best, the purest, the perfect. Allah says, stand up in salah at night. Leave just a small portion of the night, the rest of it stand up. Stand up in salah. How many of us, we are not anbiya. How many of us get up even for two rakats? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us at least a few days in our lives when we can get up for even a little bit. And the next surah, Al-Muddathir, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of the fact that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam must now take the message and deliver it to others. And he will face persecution as a result, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ultimately protect him. And for that reason, right at the beginning of Al-Muddathir, Allah says, قُمْ Stand up and go out and warn the people of what is to come. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a lesson from both these surahs. From the first one, may He make us steadfast on our voluntary salah, the extra salah, over and above the farad. And the second surah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who learn the message, put it into practice and teach it to others no matter what. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala use us to do, to do that. The next surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes a qasam. It is known as Surah Al-Qiyamah. And Allah says, لَا أُقْسِمُ بِيَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ For those who know the meaning of the term لَا, here it has no meaning. You can drop it out. أُقْسِمُ بِيَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ I am taking a qasam by the day of Qiyamah. Allah is saying. So it is a qasam that this day is 
definitely going to happen and going to occur. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us forgiveness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says on that day, there will be some faces which will be shining. May Allah make us from amongst those who will have noor in the akhirah. There will be people, some people, some faces shall be shining on that day, looking at their Rabb. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst them. So Allah is describing this, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also speaks of how the moon shall be eclipsed just prior to Qiyamah. And even on that day, the moon shall be eclipsed. And for this reason, whenever there is an eclipse, we are to engage in salah because we don't know if that sun is going to come out in the right direction thereafter. One of the signs of Qiyamah is that upon an eclipse, the sun will move in the opposite direction. And then it will come up and it will rise from the west rather than the east. So that is a major, major sign of Qiyamah. And for that reason, every single one of us, whenever there is an eclipse, lunar or solar, we are meant to be running to the masjid. And we are meant to be engaging in salah, istighfar. The women folk at home are meant to be engaging in istighfar, tasbih, tahleel, seeking forgiveness. It may just be the last you will ever have seen that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really grant us forgiveness. The next surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has named it surah ad-dahr. Or in fact, the name given to the surah is a dahr or al-insan. Dahr meaning time. And by that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to time in the past when we were not even something that could be spoken about. If I am, for example, 30 years old today, where was I 40 years ago? Could I ever be referred to? That is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is drawing our attention to. And Allah also speaks about insan, the fact that insan was insignificant at one point, then suddenly he is born, he comes into this world, he becomes teen, and he thinks he is it, and he is everything. Not realizing that moments ago, he was not even in existence, nothing, not, it, not, not at all. And some time later, he still again will be nothing at all. He will be back in the soil Obviously the soul lives on. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all gardens in our graves as gardens of Jannah. And may He save our graves from becoming pits from amongst the pits of Jahannam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala names it or, or the surah is called Al-Insan or Al-Dahr. Reminding us where we've come from, where we are and where we are heading. And Allah describes Jannah also in the same surah. Because that is where we are heading. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant that to us. And the last surah we read tonight is known as Al-Mursalat. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of the wind. And he takes a qasam by the winds. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeats a certain verse several times in that surah. You know the winds have been used to destroy people in the past. Even now, the winds have been used to destroy as hurricanes and cyclones, to destroy so many communities. And Allah takes a qasam, and then He says, Destruction upon that day be on those who have belied the message of the messengers. So anyone who has disagreed, and anyone who has belied the message, or the messengers, destruction be upon them on the day of Qiyamah. 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes also those who have done good. And Allah says, goodness is for them. Those who are conscious of us, they will be in the shades and they will have springs of water right in front of them, belonging to them. They will have jannah, they will have whatever their heart desires. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant that to us. As I had promised, I'd like to go into a few of the pointers of these, these surahs that were revealed in Makkah al-Mukarramah. It is important that we know this. And seeing that in tonight's recitation, 10 out of 11 of the surahs were revealed in Makkah. Besides surah al-Dahr, the rest were revealed in Makkah al-Mukarramah. Any surah that has the word kalla in it was revealed in Makkah. You can close your eyes and say that surah was revealed in Makkah. Kalla meaning nay, never, or not at all. Whenever that term kalla has been used, and it's used 33 times in the Qur'an, in 15 different surahs, every single one of them is in the second half of the Qur'an. In the first half of the Qur'an, there is not even once that word kalla is used. So that is revealed in Makkah al-Mukarramah. Then the word or the term وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ that is also only revealed in Makkah al-Mukarramah. It has repeated itself 13 times in the Qur'an in 10 different surahs. All of them are between Surah Al-Haqqah, which means the recitation we read tonight, and Surah Al-Humazah, which is Wailul Likulli Humazatil Lumazah. Thirteen times between these surahs, all the surahs were revealed in Makkah Al-Mukarramah. Then I had mentioned of the Huruf Muqatta'a, the separated letters, Hamim, Alif, Lam, Mim, Kaf, Haya, Ain, Sad, and so on. All were revealed, all those surahs were revealed in Makkah, besides two of them, Al-Baqarah and Ali Imran, the first two. Then we have any surah that starts with Alhamdu, also was revealed in Makkah al-Mukarramah. There are five such surahs. They are Surah al-Fatiha, Surah al-An'am, Surah al-Kahf, Surah Saba, and Surah Fatir. These are the surahs that were revealed in Makkah al-Mukarramah. All of them commence with Alhamdu. Getting back to the Huruf Muqatta'ah, there are 29 surahs in the Qur'an that start with those separated letters that we spoke about. The next point is, very interesting point. Any surah that has a sajda in it, sajda tilawa, was revealed in Makkah. Besides two surahs. And those two surahs, there is a huge debate, where were they revealed? In Makkah or Medina? So the majority of the scholars say they were revealed in Makkah. Making it a, a rule that every surah wherein there is a sajda was revealed in Makkah al-Mukarramah. And the kuffar did not use to prostrate. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to prostrate for him at all times. So those two surahs are Surah Al-Ra'ad and Surah Al-Hajj. According to our Quran, they were revealed in Al-Madinatul Munawwara. But there is difference of opinion because some of the verses were definitely revealed in Makkah Al-Mukarramah from these two surahs. So they are two surahs where some verses were revealed in Makkah and some were revealed in Medina. For that reason there is a slight difference of opinion. Then we have the term Ya Bani Adam O children of Adam. Wherever that word is used or that term is used, you can close your eyes and say this surah was revealed in Makkah Al-Mukarramah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. It has appeared five times in the Qur'an. It has appeared in Surah Al-A'raf and Surah Yasin as well. Then any complete story or any long lengthy story of the previous nations always revealed in Makkah. 
Any lengthy story of the previous nations always revealed in Makkah al-Mukarramah besides Surah al-Baqarah and Surah Al-Imran. Those two surahs revealed in Al-Madinah al-Munawwarah. The rest of them, wherever there is a story of the previous Anbiya at a little bit of length, you can close your eyes and say this surah was revealed in Makkah. And the last point I want to mention for tonight is the term Ya Ayyuhannasu O people. If that term has been used in a surah, and in the same surah there is no Ya Ayyuhalladina Amanu, then that surah is revealed in Makkah. The minute you have a Ya Ayyuhalladina Amanu in the verse, you must know that that surah was revealed in Al Madinatul Munawwara. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. Some of the points regarding the verses revealed in Makkah al-Mukarramah, regarding the type of verses, the verses are very short normally. Normally they also rhyme. And as the rhyming changes, so the topic changes. And I remember the last time I was here, I gave the example of Surah Al-Muddathir, where Allah says, Ya ayyuhal muddathir, kum fa'anzir, wa rabbaka fa'kabbir, wa thiyabaka fa'tahir, wa rrujza fa'hjur, wa la tamnun tastakthir, wa li rabbika fa'sbir. Everything ends with that ra, and a certain rhyming. That is one topic. The minute that the rhyming changes, it's a different topic. فَإِذَا نُقِرَ That is now speaking of the blowing of the trumpet. One verse, one topic. Then thereafter, there is yet another topic. Allah is now describing the day of Qiyamah. فَذَلِكَ يَوْمَئِذٍ يَوْمٌ عَسِيرٌ عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ غَيْرُ يَسِيرٌ Two verses describing the day of Qiyamah. Thereafter, the topic changes again. And so on. It is so beautiful, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept this in the Quran as a miracle. Every time the rhyming changes, it's a new topic. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also takes a lot of qasams and He gives a lot of examples in the verses in Makkah al-Mukarramah. Also, there is a lot of emphasis, ta'kid that is used in the verses that were revealed in Makkah al-Mukarramah compared to those which were revealed in Al-Madinah al-Munawwara and there is a lot of repetition. Similarly, the verses are very very powerful and striking, short, to the point, because the kuffar didn't want long stories. The kuffar didn't want to listen to long issues, but when there was a short, sharp verse with a complete message in two or three words, whether they liked it or not, the message was already in their minds and digested. So they had no excuse. Then. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of the opposites also in the verses that were revealed in Makkah al-Mukarramah. If he speaks of Jannah, he always speaks of Jahannam. If he speaks of the right hand, he speaks of the left. If he speaks of the fire, he speaks of the goodness as well. And so on. If he speaks of the punishment, he speaks of his forgiveness and so on. These are all in the verses of Makkah al-Mukarramah. We also find that the topics discussed in the verses of Makkah al-Mukarramah are... Topics connected to belief, belief in the last day, belief in paradise and hell, the creation of man, the stories of the previous prophets, and a brief outline of good Islamic conduct. All this in brief has been mentioned in the verses which were revealed in Makkah al-Mukarramah. The reason I mention this is because many people do not know. It is so easy and so beautiful to comprehend which verses were revealed in Makkah and Medina. If only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants that to us, it brings about a different comfort in the heart. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.